Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Paul writes this letter of encouragement, he seeks to stir up within his readers boldness and faithfulness in their service to Christ. He does this by pointing out the Thessalonians' prior service, and in the previous verses, Paul recalls for the Thessalonians the boldness in which he and Silas had proclaimed the gospel even in the midst of threats. Today on Drawing Near, we are encouraged by the Apostles' testimony to not only be bold, but to be humble stewards, faithful in all that has been entrusted to us by God. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and study Faithful in Our Stewardship. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and mercy in our lives that enable us to even begin to understand the truth of your word. We are only able to understand it because of being brought to life, new life, through faith in Jesus Christ and through the work of the indwelling Holy Spirit. The Spirit is our counselor and our comforter and our teacher. And Father, help us to walk in the Spirit today, to be in the Spirit as we hear and as we study your word together. Now, Father, open our eyes to these truths so that we may be found faithful in our stewardship before you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today, we're going to focus on 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. In preparation for that study, let's begin by reading verse 1 and following of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. In verse 1 it says, For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been improved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory for men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. As Paul has previously been talking about Paul and Silas's boldness to speak the word of God, now he talks about their faithfulness and the manner in which they spoke it. In verse 4, he says, But we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. What an amazing statement. God approved Paul and Silas and entrusted them with the gospel. Now, they're not approved because of anything they had done. They're not approved because they were spectacular human beings and had earned such approval. They had been approved because God had chosen them. They had been approved because of the work Christ had done on the cross in providing salvation by the grace of God. They had been approved because of the Holy Spirit's work in their life. God is the one who approved them based on his efforts to make them able to be approved. Now, that may be difficult to conceive of, but if we don't see it that way, 
then we must assume that we can do things in and of ourselves, apart from God, to win the approval of God, and we cannot. Yes, we have to be faithful. Yes, we have to make decisions in line with the Word of God. We have to walk in the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. But God does all of those things in us, and we just simply respond, as we always do, by faith. And Paul and Silas had done that. They responded to the work of God by faith. And they had not only been improved by God, but he had entrusted them with the gospel. And that's a key word here. Because the idea of being entrusted means they were made stewards of the gospel. God gave them the gospel message and entrusted them to be stewards. We're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Paul wrote those words to the Corinthian church, and now he's sharing that he and Silas were exactly that. They were faithful. They had been approved by God and trusted with the gospel, and now he is relaying to the Thessalonians their faithfulness, their testimony. He says, even so we speak. We speak as those approved and trusted with the gospel, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Paul says, we don't speak the gospel to please people. We don't speak and talk and function in a way in order to receive praise from men or to please men, but rather we do this to please God who tests our hearts. God knows our motivation. God tests our hearts to see what motivates us, what purpose we are seeking, what goals we're trying to achieve. God knows our hearts. And Paul says, basically, God is my witness of these things because he tests our hearts. We don't seek to please men. We seek to please God. Verse 5, for neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness. God is witness. So he's going to say three things here. The first thing he says is that they didn't seek to please men. How do we know? Never at any time did they use flattering words. They didn't say flattering things in order to make people predisposed to listen to them or to favor them. They didn't use flattering words, nor did they use a cloak for covetousness. They didn't say things in order to get things from the people. That's the idea of covetousness. We didn't preach in order to obtain money or services or favor. We were not covetous toward you, and we did not speak in such a way. So we didn't use flattering words. We didn't say the things that might have resulted in us getting things from you. And then he says, before he goes on to the third thing, God is witness. God is our witness to these truths. Now, pause. That's a major statement. You can call anyone as a witness you want, but when you call God as a witness, That's the highest witness you could have, and that's Paul's point. He's saying, you may not know this, others may not believe this, we may be criticized or even condemned by others, but God is witness of this truth. That's not only a bold statement, but it's a dangerous statement. For if you call God as witness, you'd better be right. In verse 6, he says, nor did we seek glory from men. That's important here. Seeking glory for men, seeking praise for men, seeking honor or to be elevated before men. Nor did we seek glory for men, either from you 
or from others when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. Paul is saying we could have asked you to honor us as apostles of Christ. We could have made demands on you that you house us a certain way or provide for us a certain way or you respond to us a certain way. We could have lauded our apostleship over you, but we did not see glory from men. We're not looking for approval from you. We live under the approval by God. Paul and Silas had already received glory from God just by the sheer fact that they'd been entrusted with the gospel. And therefore, they were being faithful in their stewardship with regards to God and the gospel. That's what he's saying here. Let's sum this up for just a moment. In encouraging the Thessalonians, Paul has so far relayed to them what he knows of their faithfulness, of their walk with the Lord, and he commends them for that. And then he has said that their labor had not been in vain in ministering to the Thessalonians, that they had been bold, and now they had been faithful. And God had honored that, and the Thessalonians had not only seen it, but had responded by faith to the message and the messengers. That's powerful. It's not only what we share that matters, but it's who we are as we share, and it's how we live as we share. The message can never be removed from the messenger, and so many people could care less about our gospel because it is being presented by those who do not live the gospel, who are not faithful to the gospel. They don't trust in Christ because those who are sharing Christ don't follow and trust in Christ themselves. They're not bold. They're not faithful. They don't live approved by God. Many seek to please men. Many use flattering words in order to garner approval, in order to attain achievement in the world. Many just want to make money in the ministry. We see that all the time. They want glory from men. We need to be humble. We need to be lowly like Jesus. We need to be bold, but we need to be faithful to the gospel as well as faithful in sharing the gospel. What you say, how you live, the way you treat people, the way you conduct yourself before people, it all matters. And Paul is saying so. Let's remember that. We need to be godly men and women if we are to be godly stewards of the manifold grace of God. Father, thank you for these truths. Thank you for your word. Help us, Father, as we seek to not only relay these messages to others, but live before others in obedience to these things. Help us to be led by your Spirit, to be filled by your Spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.